Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts. It's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, everyone locked down. We're in week seven or eight or nine or depending upon how you count. Um, uh, Happy pandemic, everybody. We're recording this on a Monday, but who the hell knows? It could be a Sunday. It could be a Tuesday at midnight. I have no idea. Uh, My name is Dave. Thanks for listening. Pod617.com is the producer of this show. And by the way, if you want your own podcast, please go to that website and check it out. And by the way, if you know someone who's a business owner, if you yourself are a business owner, you want to keep the word out there about what you do, come on this show for free. That's right, kids. Your dream come true. Guest on the Boston Podcast. But we want to do what little bit we can to help out those. I'm thinking particularly restaurants and other service companies like that who want to make sure people know they're still in business, still trucking along. My guest today, though, is going to tell us about cybersecurity and what better time. We're on these Zoom calls with uh, crazy Zoom bombers coming in with God knows what, and we're all frightened. And uh, my guest name is Ryan Barrett, my buddy. Happens to be a good buddy of mine. Ryan Barrett. Ryan Barrett. How many times do I have to say your name before I'm shut up? It's like, I find myself repeating things and having weird dreams, and my mind is going, how you doing, Ryan? Hopefully you're better than me. What's going on? Hi, guys. How are you? How, um, how are you holding up? It's the requisite question, but you were just telling me before we started recording that there's some some competition for noise in the house. In other words, if you're on a call and your kids are on a call, what's that like? Yeah, as a technologist, it's crazy. We got uh, three Zoom calls going. This and also, uh, you know, my little kids, I have twins, eight-year-old twins that are both doing remote learning right now as we speak. Oh, on, on behalf of all America, may I say, God bless you, eight-year-old twins. You're, you're locked down with that pair. <laughs> is, is, is everyone keeping their sanity, getting along? I think if it wasn't for my wife, uh, <laughs> they uh, would have kicked me out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, we're all getting to know each other just a little bit better and maybe a little bit too much more than we, right. we did before. So uh, we're going to get into some of this stuff about Zoom. Also coming up on the program, if you're lucky, you might get my review of this previous Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Did you catch that, Ryan, by the way? I didn't catch it, but okay. I saw the reviews. Uh, my wife was watching it on her phone actually this morning, and uh, it looked pretty good, them doing it remotely and like pairing all the videos together. Yeah. It was actually pretty decent. Yeah, as a, as a tech guy, you know what? I might as well give it to everybody right now. What the hell off the top before we get to this Zoom stuff, which we will. And then, by the way, later in the show, we'll do an edition of Good Stuff where Ryan and I will both recommend something to help pass the time. 
I went down a YouTube rabbit hole last night on this rock band that has a thousand members. That's a tease. We'll get to that later. But first, so here's so Ryan. I'm going to show you a little bit of SNL, and it's uh, Keenan as OJ. I don't think it needs any further setup. Here we go. Hey, Twitter, it's me, America's dad, OJ Simpson. I just want to send a big shout out to my man Lauren Michaels and the whole gang over at SNL for doing another SNL at home. I know y'all thought y'all were only going to do the one, and then you realized that you had to do another one. Trust me, I can relate. But I'm glad that y'all are doing it, because everybody can use a good laugh these days. People are just too uptight and paranoid. You know, just the other day I took my mask off in the grocery store for two seconds, and you would have thought that I had killed somebody. Some lady screamed at me, nobody wants you here. You shouldn't be out. Which I understand her point. I mean, at my age, I am at risk for the virus. But she ain't had to throw a damn coffee in my face. Boy, people make me so mad sometimes. I could just... <laughs> well, you, you get the point. I won't play the whole thing. But just... Um, and that was just... that. You know, that that's just Keenan Thompson, I assume, literally, you know, from his home. And they yeah. did so. So, Ryan, you should check it out. The the, the first at-home edition they did, I... I thought it was great that they tried it but they didn't they didn't have and this is me being the podcast guy my pet peeve they didn't even have half decent microphones in any of their actors in their homes and so it had this weird hollow feeling but they really produced it up this time anyway back to ryan barrett so what i love a, i love all the creativity that all these shows like jimmy fallon at home and yeah the late night all that sort of stuff i mean everyone is getting a little glimpse of Sometimes glamour, sometimes, yeah. you know, just, just everyday life, you know, trying to do your job. Yeah, and it, it is one of these moments where you do feel like the celebrities are kind of like us. I mean, on the, the I'll go back to the SNL for a moment. Uh, Pete Davidson, who's the, you know, the ne'er, his whole thing is he's a stoner ne'er-do-well. He really is. Right. He really is at home with his mom and his sister. And so a lot of his bit was just sitting there on the couch with his mom and his sister. And it's... You know, we think celebrities live these glamorous lives, and, and they do, but in a moment like this, they kind of are, you know, dealing with the same stuff we are. So so tell uh, tell us in general, because, you know, you and I have talked about this. Ryan and I are in a networking group together, so I've, I've heard some of his advice, but are people making mistakes with Zoom calls or other platforms, and are, is there, are there legit stuff that should be, we should be worried about? Absolutely. Zoom has been come under fire um, Zoom went from about 20 million users in the U.S. to 200 million in a week. And uh, what happened is that <laughs> they kind of broke their own model a little bit, right? And yeah. so uh, the issue that happened with uh, Zoom is now because of the overuse of Zoom in the United States, they started routing a lot of traffic through their China servers. Mm. And uh, the federal government, the, uh, Google the uh, school system of New York, uh, they realized the issue and they shut it down. And mm. what that is and why that's a problem for you or I or this call even is um, China is state-sponsored uh, cybersecurity, you know? Uh, and so yeah. what happens is when something hits their servers on their shores, they record and keep everything. And so, of course, yeah. the federal government doesn't want their Zoom call with their defense minister, yeah. you know, over over on China's service. So Zoom has done a lot of things to kind of correct that issue. And um, they've released new versions of the app. They've added security buttons in this and calls to allow for more control of the end user to be able to do that. And so 
because of the over-reliance on all these video calls, you're seeing all these services with step up their game, if you will, yep. to make sure that the security is there as much as if I was in your studio doing a one-to-one call like this. Right. And, you know, I've noticed Zoom, they, they've been changing on the fly, right? I mean, you mentioned a little bit of that already, but just as a sort of a regular user of Zoom, I noticed at first they, they locked down First, you know, the default was not necessarily even require a password for a meeting. They changed that. Right. Then they one moment they changed it and they required it for all meetings. And I'll be honest, uh, that kind of annoyed me. But because because I mean, I get why. But, you know, there are uh, meetings where you have a dozen people. And if like, you know, eight of them are on the call and then four of them can't find the password, it just gets annoying. So then they then they changed then they changed that they they def- mm-hmm. it, the default was use a password but you could turn the default off. So it seems like they're scrambling. Do they have it right now as as good as they I, can? Or? I don't think it's right yet. I think we're closer than we were. So default meetings. Uh, one of the big things that we recommend is the waiting room. Yeah. So you know everyone who has a link can just they link in and then the host yourself or whatever can allow them in. That's that's actually one of our high recommendations. And the last piece that we're looking for, actually, there's two more pieces. One is, this is very deep, very technical, but going into the settings of the Zoom call and say, hey, only use U.S. servers. No matter what happens, I'd rather degraded video than anything else. Just use U.S. servers. Mm. And the third, the last and final piece is... Um, and enable encryption. Another really geeky thing mm-hmm. that we would recommend is you have to go into the settings to do it. It doesn't do it automatically, but encryption is the last piece to make sure these calls are completely locked down. So that that's a button on a Zoom call you can hit that says enabled encryption? It would be yeah. in the settings of the meeting for the okay. host who sets it up. All right. I'll do it from now on. I had you in the waiting room for three minutes before we started this call. So at least at least I did I did one thing right. My my fear in doing the waiting room is just I'm going to show up late to my own meeting and have a bunch of people stewing sitting there in the in the waiting room. But hey, um, small, small price to pay. And then, yeah, that U.S. server thing. I'm glad you told me because I didn't even know why I would care. You know, it's like to right. me, for a minute it was like. It's kind of thing like buy buy American automobiles. It's like, well, no, I'm going to buy the best car. I don't but because of what you just said, <laughs> I think I will. Is um, is Zoom the best one out there, or are there other hosts that you can use that are just as good or, or tighter security? To tell you the truth, you know, um, for very similar meetings, um, go um, Teams by Microsoft, Office yep. 365. Sometimes a lot of people that have Windows computers see that pop up all the time. That's a, another great meeting alternative. Um, we go to meeting is they've been around for you know decades yeah. before Zoom. Mm-hmm. Still a great meeting alternative. Um, less security risk on those types of um, see Zoom when it was created, it was focused on video quality and audio quality and the ease of use. It was like the Amazon to say how quickly and can I get a video conference going? Mm-hmm. And so they didn't focus on security or giving a lot of controls that Microsoft or GoToMeeting and things did. So those all these three are the best three out there that we see in the marketplace right now. Um, Zoom obviously has been the most popular over the last like two or three years. Is the goal to prevent, the goal is to pre- prevent people stealing your information, right? I mean, you could be talking to a client and, 
you know, right now, some of the most sensitive conversations, I'm thinking, you know, financial advisor, client, lawyer, client, which used to be in person. And for the most part, you didn't have to worry about anybody listening in. Is that the biggest, is that the biggest concern? What else could go wrong? I know there are these zoom bombs and some nutcases like, you know, showing up in, in classrooms and, uh, putting up pornographic stuff or whatever. What, what kind of stuff are we seeing? Yeah, think about this. You know, we're going to come into tax time and come right. very soon here. And you're not going to be able to meet with your accountant to drop off your tax paper if you did that. Right. And he's going to have to have a one-to-one about how much you know you owe or how much you don't owe or whatever. And these private sensitive life insurance, everyone is thinking of life insurance right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dealing with the Northwestern mutuals of the world. You're dealing with, you know, the guardian life insurance that you're going to talk to these one-to-one conversations that you would, like you said, would have in your office or personally in your home that now are going to be over these calls. There's, this is very sensitive, personal stuff that you would like to keep as sensitive, personal, but also be able to communicate and enjoy someone else's, you know, accompaniment when you're, when you're dealing with these things. And so it's very, you have to have these conversations over some sort of communication. FaceTime was a big one. Oh yeah. Uh, when Apple came out with it a long time ago, right. You know, for, Hey, let's see the grandkids, you know, that sort of stuff. But yep. It's no longer just grandma seeing the grandkids. It's, Hey, I'm trying to do business right now or trying to secure my home, secure my life insurance. Type of thing. So is it's fa- very sensitive now. Is FaceTime better or worse than like a zoom call? In terms I love of security. FaceTime yeah. by Apple because it's locked down to one platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like you can FaceTime from a windows computer to an Apple device. Um, and, um, those devices inherently, uh, are encrypted off the bat, like your okay. iPhone is encrypted and your iPad and so forth. And so I love FaceTime because it's that one-to-one communication. And now they just released it about a year ago, the group call. They uh, do have that. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I, I also like Facebook messenger too. Um, I'm not sure if you guys ever got like a Facebook portal. It's like this device that they came out with um uh, about a year or two ago but hooks to your tv the, or sits on your countertop yeah like uh well i have the echo show i think it's the alexa yeah, the yeah. Alec- alexa version with the screen yeah she's um she's my roommate we fight all the time um but but, <laughs> but it is it is useful and yeah the the, the facebook what do they call it the port the portal the portal yeah, yeah. um so that's interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. So in other words, if your lawyer or accountant says, oh, let's get on a Zoom call to discuss, I, no harm in saying, hey, if, if it's all the same to you, can we just do a, a FaceTime call? Yeah. A little bit better? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Device to device. If they have Apple, right? Like um, some people, lawyers, you know, they may be working off their computer. If it's not an Apple computer or a Windows computer, um, there may be some limitation there. But get on a quick FaceTime call. You know, face-to-face, same difference, right? Yeah. That's right. Um, by the way, Ryan, Ryan Barrett is with ORAM Corporate Advisors, and the, the website is ORAM, that's O-R-A-M-C-A dot com. That's the website. Is that the best way for people to get in touch with you, Ryan, or is there a better way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, or you could just uh, give us a call. Seriously, 617-933-5060. We're here to help, you know, in this time of need, like, we just want to be a helping hand for anyone out there, either cybersecurity related, or if you just want to say hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can attest to the fact that Ryan's a good guy to, to say hi to and excellent networker. And so good, good person to, to meet. So um, l- let me ask you this. You're the tech guy. You're forward thinking. 
What do you think is is next in terms of, and, and this pandemic may push technology. I imagine the people at Microsoft and Google and Zoom and all these places are trying to think of how to improve. I mean, right now it's just like, you know, um, stick your thumb in the leaks in the dam and make sure that we're doing it all right with what we've got. But I mean, I thought of one thing, it's pretty simple, but like, I wonder why smart TVs, or I wonder if a year from now, if smart TVs will come equipped with a webcam and a link to Zoom or, or FaceTime or, or anything like that, because that would, you know, we're, we're uh, 99% of us sit here and we stare into our laptops. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're like a, doing a, a presentation, you know, you're doing a big corporate presentation or a big sales pitch or something, a heck of a lot better, I would think, to have both parties are looking at a, a big widescreen TV. We've got these TVs in our homes. We don't use them for this purpose, you know? Right. No, no, no. I 100% agree with you. I think between conference rooms, living rooms, whatever, dens, great rooms, whatever you want to do, um, back in the day, five, seven years ago, only the very high-end TVs came with cameras on them. Right. You know, they, uh, they popped up from the top. Samsung did it. You will see more and more smart big air quotes right? Right, right you know tvs or even devices you know look at you we just talked about the echo show right you know where you will have these cameras throughout your home that's like let's get one-to-one with david and just give him a call and see him face to face it could be from grandma down to the grandkids down to and on the corporate side same scenario middle of conference rooms forget about having this massive logitech or polycom camera that's hooked off the tv it's yeah. going to be built in. it's going to be small efficient and just great you know for for us to do these things yeah it makes sense in the past laptops didn't really didn't come with computers and you had to buy the extra one and few people actually took the time to do that now at least they're they're certainly workable but yeah why not with the tv although you know with all these cameras now you really got to be careful about walking around in your underwear like i mean it is going to be and um we do get to that point in the in the podcast studio i used to have a setup where i had uh between like my sound effects and everything else i had my phone my laptop and ipad all sort of you know stood up on these these handle the plastic things that hold them up you know and um when before i adjusted all my settings like during i'd be recording a podcast and my son would call me and all three devices would light up at the same time and it'd be like no no off 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 so you got to be careful what you link because you know you could be answer in the future could be answering the tv and and all of a sudden your show is on and you know they're staring at um you know the big mess you left and your dog jumping on you and things like that anyway um so uh the death of all connected devices right so yeah <laughs> well that's like, that must be your world I, I i can't stand it when devices do more than we ask them to you know the they the, the autocorrect is is one thing and we we all look at how stupid we've gotten we, we've we get pissed off when you know 10 years ago i don't think that uh, not autocorrect i mean there's autocorrect and there's auto finish right you're typing a text and all of a right. sudden you say something you really didn't mean because the phone assumed you were writing something else it's probably like one in like ten thousand words that it happens but when it happens it's just like god damn it i didn't mean to say that why did you think i meant to say that you know um, epic, epic. Yeah. I'm going to go back to like a Motorola StarTac. You guys remember that? <laughs> you know, flip, flip phone? Old school flip phone. Flip phone. Just give me a phone that just dials. You know? like, yep. Hey, I'm, I'm going to call my buddy. I know his number. I'm going to flip it open, dial it in, pick up the antenna. Remember, you have to like extend it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny that you, I mean, you, you never know. There might be, sometimes there is a movement towards minimalism and because now the, the phone is no longer a phone. A phone used to be the thing, no. you know, you and I grew up that you pick up the phone and you dial and that's pretty much all it does. Now it does everything else. And sometimes all at the same time. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. These kids today with their new fangled <laughs> phones and stuff. Um, yeah. Once again, you ever, right, you ever see an eight year old kid try to use a rotary phone? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's it, it, it's amazing how quickly things change because, and things like that. And and I asked my son recently; he's seventeen. I said, "Do you know what videotape means?" And he's <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, when you record something, you videotape it." I said, "Yeah, but if you, like like what?" He goes, "Well, if you record something on your phone, you're like, I'm gonna videotape." I'm like, "Well, that's not videotape though. Do you know what videotape is?" <laughs> no, Dad, that's what it is. No, that's really not what it is. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, at any rate, all right, so we're going to, I promised an edition of Good Stuff where Ryan and I will give you some tips on survival. So let's do that right now. Yeah. And I must have hit the wrong button or something. Please stand by. Oh, I hit the volume down. Every day I hit a wrong button, and um, here's the right one right here. Oh, that's the good stuff. Well, this, again, is uh, just for fun portion of the show. But in a moment, I'm going to tell you this this YouTube rabbit hole I went down that music fans, you will dig this. That's a teaser. Another teaser. Ryan, you, you got something for us, something that's been helping you to pass the time, whether it's something you've seen or even just um, just a suggestion for living a little bit better these days. Uh, so my wife and I have been diving into some Netflix, like yep. really deep Netflix, Waco, um, Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. these shows, they're just epic. And the time, even though you're like not talking, watching TV, but you can just spend time with your family, just watching a show that just completely takes your mind off of reality. Yep. Sorry, I had, to, I had to play. I don't know if you heard. Every time you say the word Netflix, you're obligated to play the sound effect. <laughs> I hear that. That sounds like the sound effect from, um, is that Blue Bloods or SVU? It, you know, yeah, yeah. Or law and, yeah. law and order. Law and order. It, you're yeah, right. It is similar. It is similar to the law and order. Boom. <laughs> Netflix. Get your own boom. Get a new one. Um, so, so I, I, I watched Waco as well, and I was pleasantly surprised because I kind of wasn't aware of its existence until. Let's face it. We're, we're all become these these you know um, automatons that Netflix tells mm-hmm. tells us what. Hey, you might like this, and half the time I don't even question. I'm like. Well, you you must know Netflix. You must know better than I. But what? Your yeah, what? Computers are telling you how to live your life. Yeah, it's crazy. It's keeping you in business, though, Ryan. So that's good. Yeah. So um, yeah what were your? Did you watch that whole thing? Waco. So Waco is just a limited series. I believe it is yeah. on Netflix. It's like six episodes, something like that. And it just it's a docudrama. So you got actors playing like David Koresh and the whole deal. Did you watch the whole thing? I got the uh, two episodes in. Okay. What do you think so far? Yeah. Good. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's a different point of view from what you read in the news articles and things Big like time. that. So I like to live it up as best as possible. Obviously, it's TV, right? So what's real, what's not real. But you take, you know, you suspend your disbelief and you just get right into it. A little bit. Yeah. And, and it is written from, a, I believe, a survivor's perspective. It's taken from a, an account of one of the survivors of Waco. So mm-hmm. it is a lot more sympathetic to the people in the compound, the, the members of the Branch Davidians, than 
than the the published reports that that we experienced in real time when it was was yeah. happening back in the in the early 90s. I mean, I just remember the whole story was he was nuts. He was holed up. He had all kinds of weapons. Of course, that was true. He did have all kinds of weapons. And then instead of bringing everybody out safely, he decided to just kill everybody and, and kill himself. And and um, so this gives you like another glimpse. It was it's funny. Mm-hmm. I I won't spoil it for you, Ryan, but they all live happy, happily ever after at the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, actually, it, it, true, it, it, true, though, I won't spoil it for you because the, the last couple episodes and how the whole thing turns out, it, it offers mm-hmm. a much different perspective than what we were told, you know, from the news. Um, I also noticed there's, there's a couple of really good actors, Michael Shannon, who's been in Boardwalk Empire and some other things. Mm-hmm. He, he plays, uh, I think, an ATF agent. The guy who plays Koresh is a guy you'll recognize from Friday Night Lights. Just acted very well. There's an actress whose name I never remember, but the, this blonde, she's a member of the, the Branch Davidians, and you've seen her in Ozark, you've seen her in The Americans, and she's awesome. Um, but there's, a, there's an actor, one of the guys, and I'm looking at the guy going, God, that guy looks so familiar. He almost, he almost looks like a a Culkin brother, like Macaulay Culkin's, <laughs> like the third forgotten Culkin brother. Yeah. And can I tell yeah. you, the credits rolled, Rory Culkin. That was, it was him. I got, I called it. Now, if I had done a little homework, I might've known ahead of time, but so, um, all good recommendations. So I'll, I'll give you, yeah. I'll give you mine, Ryan. And this is, um, I'll share my, my screen. I don't know why our listeners need to know that, but, um, so last night, some, somebody, my uncle and we were emailing her and the, the, the rock band, the Foo Fighters came up and mm-hmm. he sent me a link to a, um, a performance of a Foo Fighters song done by what looked like a thousand musicians at the same time. And so I, I was like, what the hell is this? And it turns out there's a band called the Rocking 1000, a group of rock musicians, mainly from Italy and from other places around Europe and other places around the world. And it is exactly what it sounds like. There are a thousand people in this band so you've got hundreds and hundreds of drummers you've got hundreds i probably forgot to share my uh sound again she's come on dave oh no i did share okay anyway so um this is uh, a little clip of a thousand people playing the song rebel rebel by david bowie and ryan you can watch everybody else just listen you'll get the point or what i mean just that's crazy <laughs> so we're looking at these sweeping shots of just rows and rows of drummers and a bunch of people kind of sharing mics and they take up the whole 
I guess we'll stop it there. I don't want to stop it because I just love it, but um, I, it takes up the whole sort of ground floor of an arena. So picture a football stadium. The entire football field would be taken up by this entire band, all sort of on the ground level. I had never heard of this before. I don't know if they they still play. This look, it looks like they date back to like 2015, but I went down this rabbit hole. There are six <laughs> or seven really good songs like Enter, the, Enter Sandman by Metallica. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Rage Against the Machine song there's um uh the the who won't get fooled again and to hear it played by a thousand people for some reason i really got a kick out of it and it makes me want to be a drummer now because those drummers look like they were having so much fun right (laughs) yeah you know what i was thinking about and this is me being more security conscious yeah like i want to get back to that like when will we overcome this pandemic oh yeah where you can have a thousand people in a stadium Three or four people sharing mics. Yeah, you know, being able to like spit in each other's face. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> you know, I didn't. You know what? I didn't even think of that. But that maybe that's why I I wanted to watch so many of them last night <laughs> because <laughs> it's like look at all those people. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's weird when you when you a lot of people have this reaction. You do like even when you watch any TV show, it's like geez, right. they got ten people in that conference room. <laughs> They're sitting right next to each other. What are they doing? Yeah, yeah. Have you been Have you been uh, venturing out to the grocery store or anything? Yeah. How is that going? Masks, masked up. I look like a bank robber. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get some bread. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I do that yeah. thing. I, I put on the mask and I look in the you know the rearview mirror of the car to make sure it's covering my nose. But then you look at yourself. You're like, God. At any other point in our in history, if I walked oh, yeah. into uh, and people are wearing not just like the medical mask. Mine is just like it's it's black all the way around. So if okay, I if yeah. I wa- just just you know six months ago if I walked into the supermarket like that they would <laughs> they would call nine one one. I mean I would call nine one one right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, try doing that again three years from now going to your bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be and but you know maybe there's uh, an avenue for aspiring bank robbers now because now you know it's like yeah, you don't know you don't right know. They're, they're it's like in. are you a bank they're robber in. no pandemic you know I'm just I'm just I'm just preparing for the next pandemic you can always get away with that um, you're gonna get some bread and your cash yeah, yeah right no I'm gonna get some bread oh yeah and by the way give me everything in the register yeah I lied I am a, I am a bank robber. Um, all right. Well, Ryan Barry, you've been a good sport, a wicked good sport. And um, I hope you had fun on the show. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me over. Thanks for great. all the awesome advice. And if you want to know more, you should reach out to Ryan. It's ORAM Corporate Advisors, O-R-A-M-C-A dot com. And uh, simply a good man to know. Hang in there with the twins. Now that the show is over, they can dominate all the Zoom zoom power in your in your home ryan um thanks for listening to the boston Pod. you got it ryan thanks for listening and pod617.com is where you go if you want to be a guest on this show you got a, a client a friend someone who owns a restaurant a business they want to keep getting the word out during these uncertain times please email me directly actually david at pod617.com if you want your own podcast all the infos are at pod617.com i'm just going to keep saying that plug 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 On behalf of Ryan Barrett, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. Try to enjoy it. I don't know. Are we enjoying anything anymore? Ah! It's going to be okay. See ya. And we're out.